Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Rob Terry Basham, MD, and Andy Rampernard. Alex is not here yet. She's bringing Jude because he has to get a trim or whatever. And Catherine, of course, is out of town. Shock of the century. But we'll be right back. Kick things off the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Dougie, what's new at my favorite Nissan stores? Well, now that everybody's back from vacation, we can finally get to work. Yeah, easy there, gunpowder. Hey, at least you only took a week. Jayla was gone darn near a whole month. Poor Dan Rush. Anyway, we got some great things happening at Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. Read this, and you can add that cool DJ voice if you want to. It's 2020 closeout month at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. Giant discounts in 0% for 60 months on all remaining 2020s. You also get Walzer Care, a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty for free. Ah, music to my ears. I love the sound of a good DJ in the morning. But wait, there's more. For the first time ever, you can get 0% for 60 months on the all-new 2021 Rogue. The 2021 Rogue is bigger, better, and faster than ever before. For more information on 0% interest on all these great vehicles, check out Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan at Burnsville and tell them Tommy sent you. I'll just cut out the last bit. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Have you ever seen a squawk stairs? Well, look at mine. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, just kind of looking at the headlines of the day while we reach out. Tim Lammers coming on in just a couple of minutes. But I did notice the New York Times has, uh, has turned on de Blasio. Have they not liked him for quite some time? Why wouldn't they like him? 
He's ruined the city. Yeah, he's ruined the city. You know, that's true. He and Cuomo have done a great job with the entire New York State, they, haven't they? They're just, you know, the, the city used to be, what, 15 years ago, it was one of the phew, nicest loved places, nicest, loved it. You know, you felt yep. secure, you felt safe. I mean, there were there's issues always, but you felt secure and safe, and man, it has just gone in the dumper. You know, it's been 35 years since I've lived in New York City, but... Um, or 36 years since I've lived in New wow. York City, actually. But when I lived there, never felt unsafe, had a good time. You know, you'd run into people it's like, holy Christ, what do you got cooking? <laughs> you, know, you got that oh, deal. You definitely had that deal. But no, I mean, you could walk anywhere you wanted in New York City. I don't know if I'd want, wanted around like 2.30 in the morning. No, well, any big city. Well, you can, yeah. but you just have to really be on your toes and you'd right. be on alert. I mean, because, you know, the people were nefar- nefarious people are about at 2 in the morning. Yes, they are. Nefarious is a good way to put it. Um, the New York Times makes its pick for a mayor. Editorial board says Catherine Garcia is the most qualified person. They passed on Bill de Blasio. They passed on Andrew Yang. Probably the biggest of more than a dozen names in a race to be mayor in New York City. But so far, uh, suggests that he has the experience. Uh, nothing so far says he has the experience to run New York City on day one. According to the New York Times editorial board on Monday, it endorsed Democratic uh, candidate. Really, they endorsed a Democrat. I, I didn't think that would happen. Uh, Catherine Garcia, former commissioner of NYC's Department of Sanitation, whom Yang has praised. Is de Blasio not running? Because uh, it doesn't sound like anybody's endorsing him at all. Well, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, he just... He just run the city. Isn't, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, they want the liberalism, so de Blasio's even given it to him. So. Yeah. Well, by the way, Garcia is a white woman who was adopted and grew up in a multiracial family in Brooklyn, has a long record of public service. Uh, you know. Oh, Jude's here. Judy. Jude. What's up? Alex is here with Jude. So, yeah, I just thought I'd read that very quickly because uh, de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo might be history, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's time they, to turn that state back around. Yeah, they may, they, they may have to move toward the center a little bit and you know try to get the state squared away. Because the city, you know, I remember the city was just unbelievable to walk around and enjoy yourself. It was great. It was, it was. Well, Alex, how long did you live in New York City? Just four, four months. Four months you lived there. And you never had any problems, did you? No. I mean, not, no. I'm, there was like random homeless people that would shout at me. Well, yeah. And I get yeah, cat yeah. called and stuff, but I, nothing. I think yeah. the phrase that was used is, what do you got cooked? <laughs> yeah, what do you got cooked? What do you and got I'd always cooking? yell back at them. I know. I remember you told me you used to yell back at them, which yeah. is that's a good thing. Yeah. Is Timmy ready to go? Uh, no, it didn't answer. So I'm gonna, what? I'm going to try again in a minute. Lamb mental. the hell's wrong with you? Lamb mental. Yeah. Lamb mental. That's his didn't new name. Answer. Yeah, it didn't answer. It didn't answer. I mean, you look at your watch, you pill. What the hell's wrong with you? But, yeah, so far we found out New York Times has endorsed a woman for mayor, Catherine Garcia. Grew up in a multi, she's a white woman, grew up in a multiracial family. Uh, they think she's most qualified to take that position. Oh, um, Mom will be like, Catherine, yes. Yeah, oh, God, <laughs> That's all Catherine. I need to know. <laughs> well, just go ahead and vote for him, her Do, right away. Yep. So has there ever been a, a woman mayor of New York? I don't, I don't know. Think, I, I don't think, think so. so. No. no, I don't think there has been. Not that I you can know, remember. You know, no. you know, the, the city that's enlightened is Chicago. They they're enlightened. They had Jane Byrne. Oh, uh, oh God, that was a long, long time, time ago. Long time ago. Yeah, that's she, true. Didn't she get bounced out? Did she, yeah, she got bounced out by the storm. She got bad. She got a she got a bad storm, and that bounced her right out. No, I know Minneapolis has, but has St. Paul ever had a woman mayor? Huh. 
I don't know if St. Paul ever has. I couldn't name a single has. mayor of St. Paul, so. What's that? I couldn't name a single mayor of St. Paul. No. Come on, you got your guy there now. What's his name, Ozzie Nelson? Yeah, what yeah. is it? Exactly my point. Now. <laughs> Ozzie, I, no, Ozzie Nelson. Ozzie I don't know what his name is. What the hell? What, yeah, what Melvin is Carter. Name? Melvin Carter. Yeah, there, no. there you go. Well, yeah. Melvin, Ozzie. Yeah, I you never know. would have been able to. No. But, yeah, I don't know if they've ever had a female mayor either. I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. Minneapolis yeah. has, obviously, but I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's what, that's, uh, what did F. Scott Fitzgerald say about the Minneapolis and St. Paul? He said uh, that St. Paul is the last eastern city and Minneapolis is the first western city. I think that's exactly right. That's exactly too. right. He is. He's exactly right about it. And that's why I love Minneapolis-St. Paul so much. They're two completely different cities. Yeah. I'm one of the very few people when I was in my teens, I would go to St. Paul. Nobody ever crossed the river. They wouldn't come from St. Paul to Minneapolis, go from Minneapolis to St. Paul. They wouldn't do it. It was really weird. It is. That is strange. But they are different kinds of people. I will tell you that. They're, they're completely different kinds well, of people. Maybe, maybe not as much as they used to be different. But and different know. architecture, different oh, yeah. cultures, different approaches to things. I mean, it is, it is, it is truly a, a different city, different cities. Well, one thing I love about St. Paul is they held on to a lot of their old architecture, which I yeah. just love. Oh, yeah. I love that stuff. So pretty, the brick tore, architecture. Yeah, Minneapolis tore it all down. I don't, I'll never understand why they did that, but you had to be snazzy. That's like, right. I suppose, L.A. You wanted to be more like L.A. than like yeah. New York. You wanted to be Western, not Eastern. Right, That's we got true. Tim on the phone. Timmy! Hey. 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 Well, I was just telling Andy congratulations. Yeah, very Bop nice. Bop's going to be another Bop Bop again. I'm going to yeah. be Bop Bop for the third goes. time. Times two, three. Bop Bop. I'm out of the mix, though. You'll be Bop 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 Bop. Yep. Be Bop Bop. I like it. That works for me. It does indeed uh, so, work for me. Yeah, I uh, got a text from Michael Bryant yesterday talking about how you and him uh, caught the uh, wrath of man. Mm-hmm. And I was somewhat surprised at the reaction to the film. I thought it was boring as hell. See, I, I don't... It's so weird. I, I don't know. You know, I liked it a lot, and I think the reason I liked it a lot was because it's not typical... Uh, Guy Ritchie. See, to me, it was typical Guy Ritchie. The See, same it, old well, and I, and I was explaining that to Mike. I said, well, structurally, you know, I don't want to get too technical or whatever, but the way the story came together, yes, that's Guy Ritchie. Yes. I yep. mean, he always yep. goes back and forth and back and forth, and everything yep. merges at some point. Um, but, you know, you didn't have the flashy edits and all the slow no, motion, turn yeah. fast motion. You know, You know how his stuff works. No, you and uh, and then you had um, you know you had a couple of the goopy names like Sweat Boy, Sweat, Boy Sweat Dave, and <laughs> stuff for Josh Hartnett. <laughs> but you know they're just it was really an unguy Richie movie. But yet I thought it was fairly intense, and yeah, you knew where it was going. You knew, how but it uh, you know, yeah, I was I was surprised. Mike. Thought that the uh, dialogue was too simple. Yeah, it was very simple dialogue. That is true. Well, I'll tell you, you one know, thing, Tim, and I'm very serious about this. It's not only that movie. I have, I am, I don't like when you can't act, so you do this. You're a horseshit actor, so here's what you do. Hey, I'm gonna go over there right now and see how things are looking. Everybody, everybody just whispers now. If you can't act, you whisper. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you whisper act. 
God. I, I will say, I thought I thought uh, I liked Josh Hartnett's character. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Uh, although he's just really underused. I mean, you got mm-hmm. him in the first act, and then he disappears until the final battle, uh, I guess. And uh, so, yeah, and and old McAnally, I mean, you know, or McElhaney. I can't, McElhaney, I can't ever yeah. get that right. I like Holt. him a lot, too, but again, he just seems to disappear. He's a bigger role than Josh's, naturally. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I thought it was. I, I really liked it a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I'll go so far as to say it was great. So you know, I guess I steered you wrong there, Tom. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> look, it, it all depends on the day too. You see those kinds of things. Sure. Once in a while, oh, you're yeah. in the mood for that kind of the whole. The whole point of the movie is violence, and I guess maybe sometimes you're <laughs> yeah. in the mood for that, and other days you're just not in the mood for it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's dark. I mean, you know, imagine yeah. his character without giving anything away. Because I do notice how some reviewers, you know, tend to to do that sort of thing. Um, or actually, it wasn't that the reviewers. It was in the trailer. Somebody gave away the main plot point. I thought, well, why do you do that? Yeah, you know, I I try not to just because I I want to be surprised when I go into a movie. I want other people to be surprised. But it is very, you know, it is a basic plot deal. Um, it's deliberate. I mean, that's one way I described it. You know, it, it's, it doesn't screw around. It's basically a, a straight, as Mike co- Brian called it, a paint-by-numbers sort of deal. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, yeah. he suffers a big loss, and he's going to make somebody pay. It's that simple. But, yeah, yeah, um, so... Formula you, you win some and you lose some, Tom. <laughs> well, look, I, I think the reason that I didn't like it is because I'm a big fan of Josh Hartnett. And if you got him in your movie, why didn't you use him in the movie? It's mm. weird. I don't get it either. Yeah, because there was really a long, long stretch where mm-hmm. he wasn't in there at all. And I and I get it. I mean, I get how you got to establish backstory, etc. Yeah. But yeah, you got to utilize your talent. You know, you just definitely you have to. And yeah, yeah, it's too bad. But um, also, maybe more on a uh, an upbeat deal. I heard you talking about it yesterday, and I sent you a text. I don't know if you you saw it or not, but Frank of Ireland. Yes, I got it from you. Thank you. Frank of Ireland is phenomenal. <laughs> God, I love that show. Now, yeah, for those who haven't caught it yet, it is on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is only one season so far. Uh, you won't. Donal Gleason is how you pronounce it. It's weird because there's Donal, an yeah. H and an M in there. But Donal Gleason has uh, created it along with his brother, Brian Gleason. Brian's younger and looks just like his old man. Who Brendan is Gleason. Yeah. Brendan Gleason. Right, right. So um, it is very, very explicit. It is very, very funny. I, I just love the show. Should I tell? At least what I've seen so far. Should I tell Ralph? Because I already told that Andy and Alex uh, yesterday. But there's a scene where where the young Gleason is asked to to play at a funeral. Yeah. In Ireland, <laughs> this woman died. He goes, "Well, how many songs do you get to play?" He goes, "You know, you can only play one song." Well, which song do you want me to play? How about if I play Memories? <laughs> he goes, "No, no, you can't do that because she she had Alzheimer's." He goes, "Well, how about?" You'll never walk alone. 
no, can't play that either because she lost her right foot to diabetes. <laughs> and they kept bringing all these songs up and these, all these really body parts that were missing. Written. It really is funny. It's very oh, funny. That's a great oh. Very funny show. Yeah, and, and he, um, it's funny because when the guy asks him, it's it's his ex-girlfriend's grandmother. Yes. Uh, and the, the, the father asks him to play it, and he thinks it's a paying gig because <laughs> yes. he's this wannabe musician. It's <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, it's just so many little clever things like that that... Um, Oh, yeah. It's great stuff. I don't know. I've only seen three episodes so far, but, again, I really like what I see so far. How many have you watched? Just the first one and one more. How about if I just play something easy like Every Breath You Take? No, no. (laughs) She had emphysema. (laughs) (laughs) Every song he brought up, he couldn't play it because she lost a body part. (laughs) And, and, And also, I think they pretty well established it right away in that first episode. Um, uh, the, the, uh, Frank's mom is, uh, she gets around and, uh, yeah. there's a little relationship thing that she has going in there, but you get, you get more of that with the, with the other episodes and it's really, really funny stuff. When he... And they're not afraid, uh, with the old nudity either. No, uh, no. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a hard R comedy series. I, I love it when comedy can just they they allow things to be funny they're not worried about offending anybody they're just unapologetic with stuff and i don't know if if that applies to i don't know if the the british are more they're they're not afraid to offending somebody potentially yeah as america is i think american comedy has suffered greatly because of of political correctness oh yeah all that stuff run amok and here you don't really seem to get that as much I, I would imagine at some point you'd just say, screw it. You know what? People want this stuff. They want to be entertained and they want to laugh. And, yeah. and they definitely won me over right away with that first episode. Yeah. You, that's a, the main thing. main thing about comedy is that it's teasing someone else to a certain extent. Yeah. Or yes, playing on absolutely. someone else's foibles or someone else's mistakes. I mean, that's, that is, that's a cornerstone of comedy. You take that away and no one's left. Yeah. Political well, comedy. It's funny because Donal, who created it, the thing is, is that they don't play brothers in in the show, even though they look a lot alike. Um, he, they're best friends, and the best friend, his name is Doofus. That's all they call him is Doofus. He's doofus, yes. Because he's a Doofus. <laughs> <laughs> doofus, what so are you doing? He's the butt of many jokes. Oh, yeah. It's just hilarious stuff. That is it funny. One of the greatest things about Doofus is that that uh, Frank takes him away from his job at the grocery store, and he goes, "Okay, so Doofus, you got to do this for me now. We I got to do it right now in the next hour." Well, I can't. I got to get back to work. I got to get fired. Don't worry about getting fired. And of course, he gets fired. <laughs> Jog of the century. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy. We've only seen one because Catherine left town, and she and I watch oh, it together. Gonna we, yeah, yeah, we're gonna wait. Well, okay. So let me ask you this: I'm trying to think. Uh, the MMA fighter that Frank meets, that's in the first episode, correct? Yes, yep. Okay, okay, that's really some funny stuff, too. Yo, God, because, yes. Because Frank confuses MMA with MDMA. MDMA, yeah. <laughs> he thinks it's a drug. He thinks he's a drug dealer. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away, but it really goes to some really wild places. And it's I forgot just, about It's really that. funny. It's just creative, you know? Yes, it, it, it is. It, you, you don't see this stuff everywhere. I guess that's what I... 
more than anything, I just love the fact that they're taking us places we haven't seen before. Well, or, you know, yeah, it's funny. And the thing we should mention that as far as the nudity is concerned, the f- first completely nude person you see is you see the butt of about a 70-year-old man. Lovely. <laughs> just what you want to see. It's very, it's funny, man. I'm telling you. I can't wait to watch the second one. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm trying to think how many episodes there are, but yeah, I, I, I'm through three so far. So oh, uh, yeah. I really like. Yeah, it, it, it's if you think the first one was wild, it gets wilder. Believe me. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the pictures of the cast, and uh, the color picture is one of the key parts of the. You gotta have a red nose. Oh yeah, you gotta have a red nose. That's <laughs> you true. Nose. You gotta be a drinker to be in that show. <laughs> a little bit of. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Got and again, you know, it's not like these people are, you know, they're, they're new kids on the block. I mean, Donald Gleason is actually this younger brother's been around and he's been in stuff, but you definitely know Donald Gleason when you see him. Yes. You know, he's he's been around a long time. He was in The Revenant. He was in the last was oh, the right. Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I talked to him one time, actually, it was for The Revenant. Just a really nice kid. Well, he's 37. Kid to me. Yeah. Uh, just a good guy. And, and I don't know, have you interviewed his old man ever, Tom? Uh, no. No, I love his old man, too. I think his old man's like Mr. Uh, Mercedes. Yeah. He's good in that. Actually, I only talked to him twice, and both times he came to Minneapolis. But just another, oh. just a nice guy, just just happy to be doing what he's doing, not being a pain in the ass. Right. Just, you know? He's, yeah, just a good guy. Um, but, yeah, um, Brendan, of course, was in, he was in Harry Potter. I, I forget what the rule was. But, again, another actor that's been around forever. And when you see his kid, Frank, who plays Frank, it's just like, God, that's that's a younger Brendan right there. Oh, God, yes. You got that right. Yeah. So, yeah, good you know, good stuff to come along. And, and unexpected, too. I mean, they hype up a lot of these shows that are streaming and this one is just kind of you know is under the radar and i you know and obviously the only way for people to see it is to talk about it so mm-hmm. you know, i'm glad tom that you brought it up because it is really a funny show oh god we like i said i can't wait to watch it again but Catherine's out of town and i definitely want to watch it with Catherine. so it's one of those deals so has anybody caught anything else lately ralph have you seen anything that we should know of no, I tried to watch a, a thing called, oh, I forget the name of it. It, it was on Amazon Prime. It was about uh, Japan, and it was just some guy mugging the whole time, so we turned that off. Mugging? Yeah, it, 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 it was a story. It's supposed to explore the culture of Japan through its food to a certain extent. They were talking about sushi, and it was just a bunch of Americans mugging at Japanese sushi and how odd it looked to them. It, it just it's terrible. Yeah, that's kind of how it, it's a YouTube style of uh, yeah, yeah. video oh, editing. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and Lindsay thought that there was a guy that he had had probably had a YouTube Alex channel and it was brought up. This was on Amazon? Yeah. Amazon Prime, yeah. Hmm. Alex, here. Timmy just asked if you've seen anything. Uh, I've been watching The Morning Show. Oh, yeah. Apple TV Plus, and I really like it. I typically am not a huge Jennifer Aniston fan because she just plays the same person over and over again. She's actually really good in this. She is really good. And she's totally different than. It's interesting. At first, critics ripped on it, and then they backed off after a while because it really gets gets heavy duty uh, towards the end. But, okay, I'm probably. Uh, it's amazing seeing Steve Carell playing such of a hateable prick in that. <laughs> he's seriously <laughs> he so. Really? 
Uh, mm. So it's Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, and Steve Carell are like the three main characters, and they all are so good. Yeah. Did I've, you give? Do you want to give them the premise of that? I don't know if anybody else has seen it. I have not. No. Well, it's okay. So Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell are newscasters on a morning show, like an American, you know, like Good Morning America or whatever. It's just called The Morning Show. And Steve Carell gets fired for having sex with multiple people that work with him. Oh, so he's like a Hollywood star. Yeah, and he was like, it was all consensual. Even he was He's married. <laughs> oh. But then he was like, it was all consensual. It was all consensual. Because he was, he was accused of... Because it wasn't ever, like, rape or anything like that. It was, like, I don't remember. Basically using his position to hold sway over. Yeah, and so he got fired, and then they were trying to find somebody else to take Steve Carell's chair, because he worked there for 15 years with Jennifer Aniston and yada yada. And then Reese Witherspoon comes in to just be interviewed on the show by Jennifer Aniston for a viral video that came out about her because she was a newscaster and got in this, like, physical argument with a man at a protest because mm-hmm. he pushed over her old man cameraman. And she oh. was, like, she, like, got all up in his face and was, like, shouting at him. And people were taking a viral video of it, and it went viral because it was a viral video, and that's what happens to viral videos. Yeah, what happens um, to viral videos. That's good. And... So then Reese Witherspoon flies to New York. She's from the South, is on the morning show, and then randomly becomes the co-anchor to this morning show. Yeah. And it's kind it's of a, like... It's a rip from the headlines sort of thing. It, it really oh, feels yeah. a lot like uh, uh, our favorite Matt Lauer. <laughs> Matt, well, how's he doing? That how's sort that of thing. going? Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 a lot of comparisons have been made with Carell's character to Matt Lauer. Oh, really? Well, because he talks about, he was like, I want to tell my story, and oh, I want God. you to show how I didn't do anything wrong, and all this stuff. And he was like, because I'm not your average, pr- I'm not a predator like these other guys, and stuff like that. And he just pities himself so much. How far along are you in the show? I'd say f- Five episodes. She just was shouting at. She just got into an argument with her daughter in her dorm. How have you uh, gotten to Martin Short's character yet? No. Oh wait. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Yep. Okay. Yeah, I love Martin. Martin Short, Short is mm-hmm. playing against type. He is like a a film director who's on the outs uh, for being very inappropriate, and he is just. He plays such a great scumbag. I'm telling you, it's oh, weird he's... to see Martin Short in a role like that because it makes really. He oh, said, he said, um, consent isn't sexy. And then he was like, wait, oh, that came out wrong. I didn't mean it like that. And Steve Carell was like, you're a predator. And I'm like, so are you. Yeah. So it's really interesting. But yeah, seeing Martin Short play such a scummy guy, too, it's like, what? Usually he's so, like, fun and lovable. So both Steve Carell and Martin Short, they're both serious characters? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there's no, there's no Steve there's, Carell humor in this one. No, there's very little <laughs> humor. Me. The funniest character is Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, because she doesn't take any crap from anybody. She's great. You cool. would, oh, you know, you would love really this show. good in it because it's been so long. Now all of a sudden, these things are popping back in my head. Billy Crudup is in it. Oh yeah, and he yeah. is. I which, guess you could say he's funny. Which one is uh, he? But in a in a honest, blunt sort of way, you know. Oh but yeah, not, him. Yeah, he's and he and Reese Witherspoon have a good like back and forth. 
kind of... He's a network. It's one of these deals where the network brings him in because he was the head of the entertainment division in L.A., and they want to... They want to make it more infotainment, I think, is what the, the whole play is there. If I can remember. Again, it's been so long. And, yeah, you have some pretty heavy-duty stuff ahead, Alex. <laughs> I, it keeps getting just more and more and intense. I can't believe how it gets rough, man. It's, it's, it's disturbing in, in a lot of ways, oh, too. Boy. It's, but, but they're supposed to be coming back with another season, and I can't wait. But Apple TV Plus is where you can find that one. Yep. Excellent. We've got to take a break. Be right back. Just a couple minutes more with Tim Lammers right after this. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1 800 516 5146 or use promo code TOM, of course. 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including. The Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan's Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Lammers with us. Uh, I made the mistake of just checking the headlines. Uh, you don't want to check the headlines today. Job openings reach record despite hiring slowdown. Uh, there's no hiring slowdown. Nobody wants to work. That's it. True. Did, did you see that report last night that the average person from the government gets $82,000 a year? And when they were working, they made sixty-five out. They're making seventeen grand a year more by not working. There's a, a restaurant, um, a Mexican restaurant out uh, out in Plymouth, and uh, they in uh, by Long Lake. 
And the guys, the owner says, can't get people come back to work because they don't want to come off their uh, they don't. welfare checks because yeah. they don't. They just don't want to because it's just don't want to work. They're making they more money. Yeah, you can't. Make, yeah. Even if you made the same, well, why work? Yeah, why work? I mean, I, and that goes through September, I think, right? Is that yeah, September third, I think. The end of the year? No, September third, I think it is. The Babylon B had a thing that was like surprising study shows people don't want to work if they get paid not to work. <laughs> <laughs> what a shock! How did that happen? And by the way, I don't know what the cause of this is, but the Dow is down again, five hundred points today. That is not good news. So I mean, it's at thirty four one sixty one, so it's a little high, but. Um, it's down 584, as a matter of fact. It's down, down almost 600 points today. So I don't know. What do you think's coming? I, anyway, I, I shouldn't even have brought that up. I just wanted to, wanted to point out that uh, job openings reach record despite hiring slowdown. But it's not a hiring slowdown. It's that they can't get anybody to work. That's the problem. Yeah. Anyway, back to Tim. Alex, well, I'm no, watching. I mean, I think it is good to bring up. You know, and the other thing is, too, I mean, who was the guy in? New York that ordered people back to the office, and people don't want to go back to the office either. You know. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's going to be tough. I, I I was just clicking on a headline about is Hollywood uh, ready to return to in person movie premieres and screenings, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there really is a reluctance. I mean, you know, I, I think that there they have been too quick to jump the gun when you have a great opening weekend like a Kong versus Godzilla or a Mortal Kombat. But by and large, your your openings are in the $8 million Wrath of Man range. Right, Which just yes. tells you that you just can't, I don't know, are people going to be ready to go back? I I don't know. I mean, if, if, if they think the only movies that are going to get, and I think I've said this before on, on the podcast here, if, if they think that the, only movies that are going to get people in theater are these popcorn blockbuster movies. Yeah. Then we're in a lot of trouble for other stuff, you know? When's the next blockbuster going to drop? Well, the one that, uh, well, for example, I was going to tell Tom this. I, I wanted to review Those Who Wish Me Dead for Thursday, but that's Angelina Jolie's action movie. They, they're not even... Well, they're not screening it naturally, nor are they providing a link till Thursday night, so I just can't review it this week. Uh, I, but but you do have Spiral, which I will review. I haven't seen it yet, but that's the... Uh, it's based on the Saw movies, but it's with Sam Jackson and Chris Rock. Oh, really? That might be the sort of movie to get people back in, but it's, it's, it's a hit-and-miss deal. Could next week be another Wrath of Man? Actually, there aren't any big movies opening the weekend of the 21st. No. And then... You have Cruella and something else coming out okay. Memorial Day weekend. I I don't know. I mean, the the one that which one's going to be able to break the fifty million dollar mark? And even by those standards, that's generally only half of what a blockbuster should be making that first weekend in yeah, theaters. That's true. Um, you know, and that's that's just, that's the you know the Marvel, the Black Widow sorts of movies, right? So I, I couldn't tell you. There's another Conjuring movie coming up. Oh, God, was that seven of them now? You know, and that might be. But, again, it, if they're going to gauge everything by, oh, well, we can only get the people in with the uh, the, the horror films. or And I believe, don't get me wrong, I love these movies. 
but you're going to see if that's the case and that's the only movies you're going to be seeing, then you're going to get less of the nomad lands and those sorts of movies to go see. That makes total sense. Okay, no, this would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight Conjuring. The eighth Conjuring oh, movie. Oh, for yes. God's sake. <laughs> Jesus. You know what? I really like them, though. I, yeah, I do, and I, I know they're not for everybody, but it, I love the fact that they're all interconnected, and that's kind of cool. And I love Patrick Wilson. Yeah, he's and good. And Vera Farmiga, who are yep. in this new one again. So, yep. you know, I, I see films for the people and for the quality, and so far the quality have been pretty good, even though, yeah, there have been a lot of them. So that's the, for sure. So it sounds to me like the Memorial Day weekend with... Uh, was it Corella? No. Cruella. Yeah, Cruella. And that's Cruella. also on a premier Disney Plus deal. So, I'm excited. Uh, oh, A Quiet Place Part 2. That's the other big one. Yeah. So um, that, that might tell. But Cruella is, is also on Disney Premiere, so you can rent it for 30 bucks. Well, so, it may, you know, that might be the tell right there. If it, they don't do well on that weekend, that that might be the death knell to movie theaters. It just uh, might be could it. be. Well, yesterday when we went and saw that movie, the Jason Statham movie, Including Michael Bryant and me, there were five people in the theater. Five. We tried to go to a movie with the kids two weekends ago. It was kind of rainy, and we were going to go in the evening and then get dinner, and it sold out. Really? Mm-hmm. God, I haven't seen that at all. Everything I've been to has been five, maybe ten people at the yeah, most. It was completely sold out when we went and tried it, because we were like, oh, let's invite Mike and Christy and Dave and Renee, and we can all go, right. and it was a couldn't even get a ticket. So when does well, uh, when does Disney Plus's White People Suck movie come out? Because I noticed their new edict, uh, <laughs> basically white people really suck, and we need to understand that. So that's good for Disney. It's really not what Walt had in mind when he built the Disney uh, Corporation, but, uh, you know. It's all about money, isn't it? Isn't that sad that, it is. that Disney has to take a political stance? It's Disney. Can we stay out of politics? That'd be nice. Right? It would, it would, it would be, a, you know, but they just they feel the pressure. But yeah, if they, they express it too much, they're gonna, once again, they're going to shoot themselves in the foot yeah, just like late-night TV. Late-night TV is over. It's over. Oh, and it's because God. they got so political. Yeah, when they get less than a million... Are, are they to that point yet where they get less than a million viewers? I think only Some two of them, of them have, yeah. I think only two of them go over a million, don't they, Andy? I think Kimmel and one other one goes over a million, and that's barely over a million. I think one of them does like one five, something like that, somewhere in that ballpark. But, yeah, late night talk. I, I can't watch it because it's just political opinion, political this opinion. It's garbage, yeah. It's garbage. Garbage. I, I, you know, that's all Colbert has been. That's yeah. Oh, at God, least, he's I, I think that Fallon, I, I don't watch any of them, but right. just from the headlines I get on Facebook, he, he tries to mix it up. I see that he made fun of the Kentucky Derby situation with the, uh, they don't call it, they don't, it's not Medina, it's what? Medina. Medina what it's the Medina. It? <laughs> the horse, did they disqualify the horse yet or not? Not yet, because they're saying that the, the, one of the trainers accidentally used a cream uh, on the horse, and that's where the steroids came from. Oh, yeah, that would cream. <laughs> that would not do it. Unless, too, hasn't he, that unless that cream was so high in steroids that it would have dissolved the horse's skin. There's no exactly. way. So they were juicing the horse? Yep. <laughs> of that's One sad. of the horses that's failed sad. a steroid drug test. Oh, For the okay. fifth time, by the way. This same, it was Bob Baffert. Yeah. It's the fifth time or sixth time that it's happened to one of his horses. By accident, of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. In the feed. 
It must be in the grass we grow on our, yeah, on our that, farm. That must be it. That's what, exactly it's because it's the grass we grow. We grow a juice, a juicing fescue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's I up? feed them grass, not ganja grass. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is this is Fallon's big thing, uh, uh, making jokes about. Oh, okay. And he also mocked Donald Trump for coming to the defense of the horse. So I guess it is political. <laughs> No, oh, God, of course. It's, uh, it's, uh, Just can't stay whatever. away from the politics. I, I don't nope. care who the hell you mock. I don't care. I right? don't either. But just really, uh, come on, man. I, uh, you, you, you look at it, and that's the amazing thing. I mean, you look at the numbers, just like the Oscars, just like these award shows and all that. You look at the numbers. Don't you just step back and say, what are we doing wrong? Well, just look at, you know. Look at the content. It'll tell you what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. The Late Show 1849 demo, Colbert is pulling 450. Oh. Yeah. Really? Oh. Four, not even half a million He's in the 18 to 49 demo. I mean, no he... one, the only people who are still watching is people who've been watching for the past 50 years. Yeah, like, not, I always watch Yeah, I've been watching night. The Late Show ever since yeah. I was a kid. They just yeah. keep on watching. They don't even pay attention. They just watch it because that's what it is. Oh, he's horrible. Yeah, nobody under 50 is watching these shows. 450,000 people. That's... No. Oh, man, that's In the nothing. entire country... That'd be bad for the KQ Morning Show. What that does that be, tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you'd be getting a phone call down. Any show. Jesus. 400. Man, that's that not terrible. good. Out of, out of I'm going to rack all your brains here and, and ask you, because I personally can't remember the last time. When is the last time you watched an entire late-night episode of, from any of them? Literally never. I can't even remember. One time. Oh. oh, by the way, he's the highest. Who is? Uh, Colbert. At 450. Kimmel and Fallon are pulling 350. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's terrible. That is extremely terrible. terrible, Well, what about, because I see a lot of their stuff. It's like Saturday Night Live. I don't think very many people watch Saturday Night Live live, but a lot of bits and pieces from late night shows are passed around on social media a lot. That's all astroturfing though. Yeah, it is. But it's is there super PAC employees and right. uh, NGO people passing around those things saying, hey fellow kids, let's uh, let's all care about this guy. But no one does. I don't know. I feel like people I know are like, oh I love Jimmy Fallon and his stuff that I see is always so funny. And never watch well, it. That's the at problem. At least with Fallon, I, I don't know if, if, if the others do it, but it seems to me Fallon does a lot of, uh, I don't know if he does skits, but a lot of games, they play games mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, so, there there are actually no real interviews to speak of. But oh, I tell okay. you what, the All one right. guy who I like a lot, and I don't watch him with any regularity, is um, Graham Norton. Not you know, me. I'll see clips, and uh, his is a real talk show, and also... All the guests interact. I mean, there's a couple, three, and uh, it's it's really really funny stuff. And it feels it doesn't feel scripted or you know how they do the pre-interviews and all mm. that kind of crap. It, it it's just really refreshing if you check them out. It's BBC, but really uh, really funny stuff. Really good stuff. And, and again, it feels like an actual talk show like they used to be. I remember they tried to bring him in on American television. Yeah, they did, and it, yep. That was a while ago. That was yep. 10 years ago, and it just didn't work. No. 
Or maybe, BBC America or something? Or? I don't know what uh, what it was. I thought it was Probably. on American TV. I, I I just don't recall. But they, I remember him that name, and I every once in a while you see an advertisement on YouTube or whatnot for that, and I see him, and I always think of that. So I want to answer your question that you asked a few minutes ago. Okay, you ready? When's the last time I watched late night TV? What was the day that Johnny Carson died? Because <laughs> that's it right there, baby. That might be, because you know what? And and I remember vividly, it was Robin Williams and Bette Midler were his guests, right? I, think, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bette Midler carefully sang him a goodbye song and yep. stuff. Yeah, yep. yeah. I remember. <clears throat> but it's just not good anymore. It got Johnny Carson never got over the top political. He'd make political statements, but he'd make them about Democrats and Republicans, and it was never over the top. Yeah, and he would te- he, te- he teased uh, Gerald Ford about his clumsiness. And they, Absolutely, but it wasn't a political comment. It no. was just the fact that the guy was a klutz. You know, so it, yeah, it. it I don't know. It's it's so sad that they've just gone this all this oh, hardcore disgusting. political stuff, and it it's no fun. And then well, it's just malicious. Now. It is malicious. Now. And Johnny Carson had the idea that you know, when you're watching it, you never know there could be a su- surprise guest. Yeah. So right, Buddy Hackett right. could show up, or you know, uh, uh, Jerry Lewis, or not Jerry Lewis, but t- uh, Dean Martin beyond, be and the rest yep. of the Rat Pack would show up. Yep. You know, it, 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 or Bob Hope would want because it was next. He was in the next soundstage doing something. He would show up and just sit down. I mean, it was it. It just was a different show, a different reason to watch because it might be it was fun. It, was, it just was fun and it was excitement and unique. Oh, it was very very funny. I mean, a, a typical political statement for for Johnny Carson. He would have done it to a Democrat or Republican. This happened to be a Republican. He walked out on stage. His first joke was, "I'm very concerned about President Ronald Reagan." His hair is turning prematurely orange. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny. Yeah. You know, Jesus. Yeah, but it wasn't a. That's not a political. Not that's not political all. humor not or critical critical of policies. It's a it's a joke about his physical being. Well, I remember back in the day when Hammy wanted to change the morning show and got make take it political. I said, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Carson never went political. He said, "Oh yeah, we want to do it." Guess who paid the price for that? By the way, I got blamed for that across the board. Like whatever. I'm a big boy. I can take a punch. No problem. But. Yeah, you don't want to – now that's all they do, and you're right. It, it's got nothing to do with entertainment. It's just vitriol. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Yeah, oh, and, the, and, the, and he would always have babes on. I mean, it was, it was – he, he was a, just – as far as the censors go, he was just at the – he was the bleeding edge of uh, salaciousness on late-night TV. <laughs> the you Buddy know? Hackett line the, of all time, Buddy Hackett said he had a neighbor. He's on <laughs> telling us on a Johnny Carson show. He's got a – Johnny, I got a neighbor that bought one of those uh, those small cars, those bugs, those uh, what Volkswagen. <laughs> bought one of those things, and you know, uh, for the first couple of weeks, because he was bragging about the great gas mileage. <laughs> so every night I'd go over because he parked it in a driveway. I'd go over and fill it up with gas every night. And after about a month, I went out and I siphoned the gas out of the tank every night for about a month. And I saw him at the yard one day, the guy said, what's the matter? And he goes, I don't know, something wrong with my car. Well, what's wrong with your car? And he goes, well, for the first month, I was getting the usual 2,000 miles per gallon. (laughs) (laughs) 2,000 miles per gallon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the the one Johnny Carson was, Doris Day was on, and she was always the uh, upright. Man, she was on. And she had Fantastic. she had very little underwear on, and she was leaning over, and she was making the most of what 
she had. Oh, it was a fascinating thing to watch, and she was such a straight-laced character. So it was that you saw these different kinds of things with a different side yes. to people, yep. and that's why people watch it. They didn't, you know, it just, there's nothing to say. When Jimmy Kimmel's just doing game, he's turned it into a game show? Well, ugh. I know, I know. It's it's really too bad. It's not it's not fun anymore. Nope. You know, was, how was Leno? I mean, I, I always liked Leno. I, yeah, I didn't it's watch right. him with any regularity, but, you know, I, it seemed to me, again, it, it's, it, at some point, it just went off the rails, and it probably went off the rails after Leno. Mike. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, Jay Leno wasn't, Jay Leno wasn't, he was a comedian. He wasn't a personality. He wasn't an interviewer. There's the problem. Yeah, true. You, you know, he, yeah. he had a great stand-up. Stand-up would always be good because he had good writers, and he, was, he just practiced stand-up, like, all the time with a vengeance. But as far as the interviews go, they were just sort of milk toast. It was just, oh, you got a book to sell. What's yeah. that book? Here you go. Letterman basically is just a prick, wasn't he? Yeah. People on the show and everything. <clears throat> Never what watched it. What was that deal, Tommy? If you can remind me, what didn't Herbeck go on there? Herbeck was on on the David Letterman show after the Twins yeah. won the World Series, and Kent told me later on that uh, David Letterman, while they're in commercial, doesn't even want you to make eye contact with him. <laughs> he won't talk to you at all, and he doesn't want you making eye contact with him either. Interesting fellow. There's something wrong with him. I mean, that guy's nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yes, he, he is very crazy. He looks like he's living out of a box now. He's got this goofball <laughs> beer. And, I he that, does. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> Jesus. I don't know what his problem is. Yeah. Uh, some of these guys just can't handle it. Well, Johnny Carson, to some people, I guess, was not very pleasant. That's what I've heard over the years. I know Louis Anderson loved him. He loved Johnny Carson, but other people didn't like him very much because he... Uh, I don't know what the problem is with, yeah. with all these people, but yeah, maybe they got maybe they got tense when they could no longer smoke on the air. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh God, maybe they, remember all the cigarette smoke, <laughs> Dean Martin and Johnny Carson, and all of them, the smoke everywhere. When did they pass that rule? Sometime in the seventies, or was it the eighties? Seventies, uh, I think. It was a while ago. I know. Might have been. Much. It might have been the sixties. When did they pass? Was it the '60s, really? I seem to think I that they remember. weren't smoking on the air when I went to college. Yeah, you might be in right. '69. So uh, let's see. They banned cigarette ads in 1970. Did they yeah. really? But there wasn't. Yeah, that was the, Nixon. God, 50 years ago. Nixon. Man. Oh. How about the uh, April Fool's Day, the Geeky Morning Show April <laughs> Fool's Day? At 19, I think it was 1990. Yeah, they passed that no smoking law, but they've rescinded it. You can go ahead and fire up. <laughs> I guess people are lighting up in bars oh all over the state of Minnesota. Everybody <laughs> got really oh pissed God. off at us. It's like, come on, take a joke. It's one day, you big babies. <laughs> Candy oh. ass. That was tough, though, flying in airplanes. Yes, you're in no smoking section, one oh, row God. in front of the smoking. Well, like, yeah, restaurants, it's like, I remember you're when, at a smoking yeah. table, I'm not, or Ralph <laughs> isn't. Exactly. Yep. Four I remember feet when apart. restaurants had <laughs> no smoking sections. I know. Dan used to That's true. work at a Pizza Hut in high school. He was a Pizza Hut. He was a waiter at a Pizza Hut. And he would be like, people would ask to work in the non-smoking section, oh, and it God. was like yeah. a three-foot it's difference. A, He's like, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a single room. It's yeah, yeah, it doesn't do anything. It really doesn't matter where you sit. No. Don't you worry know, about it. During the during the smoking non-smoking sections, you would always try to decide how far in front of the smoking section you could be without smelling the smoke too much. Well, now. It's how far away from the bathroom do you have to be before you don't smell the bathroom? Ah, God, yes. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> did they allow smoking this. anywhere? I mean, did casinos allow it? Oh, casinos in some areas. areas. Yeah, in some, absolutely. But, but only in the smoking area. 
Oh, well, no. Well, that's the casino. I think that's the entire casino. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. There, it's are not? Non, there are non-smoking sections wow. in casinos. I have a, I've only been in a casino a few times in my life. It's really not my kind of place. But every time, it, everyone is just sitting there at the slots, smoke, chain <laughs> oh, yeah. smoking. With the yeah. lung machine. Yeah. That's the one I like. I get the lung machine, it's like... <laughs> Got the Winston going. It's always an elderly light, white lady or an Absolutely. elderly Asian man. Those are the Absolutely. two people who go to casinos. <laughs> and you, pre- you hold the cigarette and you press the button on yep. this. Oh, oh I, yeah. I think casinos are the best place just to watch. <laughs> you got, you got yeah, to go on. You press right. the button with with your ring finger. You're holding your cigarette with your long and index <laughs> finger. And you're just pressing that button as fast as you can on, that, on those things. Oh. Uh, sociology study going to a casino. Oh, Andy and Alex, you are so lucky because when I was a little boy and my dad was still around and we'd go somewhere and mom and dad would both be smoking in the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. It was horrendous. I've been, in, I've been in cars with smokers, yeah. Oh. So. I've no, I don't, I've that hasn't really changed, I don't think, I don't think honestly. I've never been in a car with somebody smoking. Oh, my God. It's just, and two people. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, Jesus. Couldn't even breathe. <laughs> now, they, now, let, now, let's just be kind. Were they smoking filtered or unfiltered? My dad unfiltered. My mother filtered. Oh, my dad smoked Paul Malls. <laughs> Paul Malls. Yeah. I, I just recently looked at brands, and they still have uh, they still have Chesterfield, Lucky oh, Strike. They? All yeah, I always oh, really? I always look at I look at unfiltered to see what those brands. Those brands still hang on. You know, Philip Morris just, and all those companies just are doing well, and I guess they'll do really well once they once they start making the marijuana cigarettes. They people are going to be making a fortune. I got some data here. Uh, Percentage of Americans who smoked a cigarette in the past week. Back in the 40s and 50s, it was half of people were smoked at least once a week, it would seem. Uh, Now it's 16%, which is still a lot higher than I would have thought. It's a lot higher than I thought it would be, but But that's probably a lot of people over 70. It's all, yeah, I was going to say, it's probably mostly people that have just been smoking their whole lives and still smoking. And they say only once a week? I mean, come on. Oh, I'm going to time for my weekly cigarette. Well, at least least one in the past week. Yeah, you're you're trained in medical school, and you do a history and physical. You always say, would you smoke cigarettes? And if someone says yes, well, how much do you smoke? And you say, do you drink alcohol, and how much do you drink? And they always told you, double it. Oh yeah, oh, totally. I yeah, double it. I smoke about a half pack a day. You're a pack per day smoker, you know. Yeah. I smoke pack per day. Oh, no, you smoking two packs. You do two packs of heaters, and they're ten bucks. Ten bucks a pack now. It's an expensive habit. Almost ten dollars a pack now. I think they are yeah. in some oh, places more than that. Oh god, it's so expensive. I don't know. Yeah. How. Pack a day. That's thirty six hundred dollars a year. Ugh. We got to take a break here. That's going to do it for Timmy Lammers. But Tim, I will tell you something. Do you know what LSMFT stood for on the Lucky Strike uh, cigarette pack? No, what? You don't remember? No. Ralph remembers. Lucky Strike means fine taste. Tobacco. Fine tobacco. <laughs> fine tobacco. That's right, means fine tobacco. What did, it, what did it LSMFT mean in my neighborhood? <laughs> I don't mm. know what it means. You ready? What is it? This is a true story. Everybody. <laughs> it was not Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. LSMFT stood for loose strap means floppy tip. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of neighborhood I grew up in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there, there's a culture, that's a culturally rich neighborhood. Let's culturally call it culturally rich neighborhood. neighborhood. Depth of Timmy, culture. Thank you, sir. We will talk yeah, we'll through Thursday. Thursday. And uh, everybody have a great week. You too, Tim. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Be right back. Kristen Burt will join us right after this.